This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and Tamar. This is on radio, this is unscripted, and this is without a doubt uncensored. Good morning. Tamar? Tamar? Nope. Where's Tamar gone? Funny people there doing funny things. So, while they find Tamar, let us do this and see how smart everybody is. Dirty Dictionary Word. Today's Dirty Dictionary Word is formicophilia. Formicophilia. Oh, there you are. Hello there. Good morning. How are you? I'm very, very well. I was like so excited from like an hour ago because Israel is one hour, like now it's 11 o'clock. So I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Fan- I'm ready, but I'm not ready for your smart, smarty pants corner. Okay. This is an interesting one. I have to say it does not do a whole lot for me. Okay. So hmm. if you know what formicophilia is, send us a message on 079 079- Seven four eight two zero nine zero. That's our WhatsApp number because we love to hear that. How are you? Oh, so well. I am actually looking forward to come back. Mm-hmm. It's been really, really beautiful and hot. So, as much as I'm sure around the world, when it's very cold, everybody's complaining. It's very hot. Right now, I'm ready for Johannesburg's weather, I must be honest. Okay. Well, I hope you're ready for more than just the weather. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm ready for much more than the weather. I'm looking forward for my life back as well. Good. Because <laughs> I am yes. enormously excited to see you. Janti, I've been missing you and I've been talking about you and communicating with you in so many different levels. I really miss your hug. And so much more. Well, that's beautiful to hear. Thank you. And I have missed you enormously as well in so many ways. And, you know, I spoke about you last week when when we shared women's stories. Um, and I don't think that I told you how much you contribute to this show. And you do that, that in the most amazing way. You're... Openness, the way that you share your journey is incredible and it brings so much to this and to so many people in ways that you don't even know and that's so beautiful. Wow, you, you, you put me in thoughts. <laughs> I love you. That's all I can say. I love you and I'm grateful for every moment that I've been walking the path with you and um, 
I'm just, I'm happy to be who I am that I have, I have a need to share. And, um, every time we go through a significant moment, I tell you quite frankly, and I tell the world that all I want is literally the whole world to go through this journey. I, I, I have no better prayer, um, to open one's heart and to find peace within oneself. This has been the biggest turning point of my life to, to go through this journey with you. So thank you. Thank you. That's, I'm incredibly honored to share that with you. So we are doing some interesting things this morning as part of a two-part show. So the next, oh, yeah. yeah. So next week we are doing a master class in pleasure for women. Mm. Mm. Tips and techniques and things that are going to help you have the most awesome pleasure. And for men or for women, how to pleasure a woman. Mm. That is never, never enough of that. <laughs> never, ever is never enough from that. No. More, more, more ways to reach to higher pleasure, to, to understand how to open a path of pleasure. I'm in. Yeah, more and more all the time. And, you know, I keep learning and keep seeing how much more there is. And even in the past week, done an incredible new mm. um, massage experience that I've called the Infinity Massage because it's working with infinity symbols on the body and, and energy patterns. And it's been, wow, really mind-blowing, the place that it's taken sure. people to. It's a whole it's just this incredible, endless expansion of energy, of pleasure, of possibilities. Well, I'm coming back next week just saying. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so. This is, you know, if, if women would, have, would know, would even just imagine how incredibly healing, how incredible and how healing it is and how expanding that is and how if men – or, or partners of women, doesn't matter which gender, would know to support any person that wants to go through this kind of experience. Well, the world will be a much better place, in my view. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a huge thing, the transformational power of pleasure. It's, mm. it's enormous because it doesn't only give us more pleasure. It transforms our lives on every level it's linked to money it's linked to creativity it's linked to personal power it's linked to and this is the most important thing that i think we can share and teach people is it all comes from your heart mm. uh, exactly you want to heal your sexuality learn to heal your heart you want to be a better lover, learn about your heart. You want to have more happiness in life, learn about your heart. You want to change anything in your life. It all goes to and comes from your heart. That's where the power is. This goes so deep. Um, and it's so profound for me because every time I've tried to do something from my brain or from a decision – or from trying to maybe even be mad at myself or trying to give myself some kind of encouragement, all these different w weird ways that we, we teach ourselves, we think we teach ourselves to make a change. You know, if I'll do that, I'll reward myself mm. with this. All these 
weird techniques of mind or let's say brain rather it doesn't go to the core to the dna to the level of surrendering to drop down the barriers because as you mentioned and you use it quite often um you know our our brains will really fuck us up with pleasure you know that 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 will be as long as it's a survival it's an easy pattern it's an automatic route it's it's so Wonderful to say, of course you can. And day after there's a bit of a challenge and you can't really surrender into your heart. You just go into, um, you just crumble into, you know, either guilt or shame mm. or you're mad at yourself or whatever is the pattern that you are Im- immersed in. So where, what you're saying goes very deep. Um, for people, I'm sure that have tried to change in, uh, let's call it quick term or quick fixes, um, condi- ways, let's call it. Mm. And, you're, and yeah. it has to come from from the heart. Um, and more and more we're discovering. So we're learning that the heart has this incredibly powerful and big energy field. That's three. Yeah. That's three or more times bigger and stronger than the brain's energy field. Yeah. So more and more we can do that. And you know, one of the biggest things I, 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 when I wrote the blurb for this show, I said. What what stops women experiencing pleasure? Because in South Africa, this is Women's Women's Month, so that's our focus. So, what stops women experiencing pleasure, and what stops you healing? And that's really really yeah. interesting. Um, okay. And I'm actually going to read something that I wrote and posted this week that had a really big impact, and I'm really grateful for that. Oh, go ahead. But it's a it's a really big thing, and it makes an enormous difference. I have to find it here. <laughs> Is it um, which of the article was it? It was which of the. It was about loving yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one you've sent me, and I I melted. It's is you really got you nailed something yeah. about um, this amazing. Ability called really connecting with oneself, loving oneself, and that's the one of the biggest powers we have. So, and I think this is one of the biggest things that stops us healing. So, I'm going to read it and and then we'll talk about why it stops us healing. Is it easier to love another than to love ourselves? It seems to be natural to love another person, and yet it doesn't seem to be natural to love ourselves. Or has it been that we're so conditioned not to? that the impact of us loving ourselves is too great for our society to bear? Is it that loving ourselves requires too much from us? And maybe more than anything else, it requires us to make choices. Not only choices about what we want, when we want, how we want, although many people think that's what loving ourselves is. Maybe it's about making some really big choices about the way we'd like to live, the way we'd like to have relationships, the way we'd like to experience pleasure, the way we'd like to connect to spirit, the way we'd like to see our world. Maybe it's choosing to create our lives, and maybe we're not ready to love ourselves that much. And maybe we can see that it starts with us healing ourselves. Maybe it starts with us becoming more conscious, more awake. Maybe it starts with us choosing to live with greater meaning. Maybe it starts with us choosing to live with greater pleasure. Maybe, and in the realm of possibility, just maybe. Mm. So, 
loving ourselves means that we're going to make very different choices for the kind of pleasure that we have, for the kind of relationship that we'd like to have. So let's take a step back and look at what stops us loving ourselves, what stops us, what stops women having more pleasure. And then we'll come back to how do you start to heal this? So it's a long, long list of things that stop us having pleasure. And let's look firstly at education because we get very little education for pleasure. And there's a very big difference. I've never said this like this before. There's a very big difference between sex education and pleasure education. A hundred percent. So sex education is often more the biology. It's anatomy. It's um, period education, how not to get pregnant, how not to get HIV and STIs. It's a little bit of biology, but it's not education for pleasure. That's that's uh, that's profound, and that's yeah. huge. There's an enormous difference between sex education and pleasure education. Then there's the expectation of what you think sex should be, mm. and where do you get this from? Firstly, you get it from porn. Uh, yeah, which is just so limited, and it's in its own way what it shows in terms of of pleasure and the expectations and it puts on people is a pretty fucked up kind of source of education and then the other source of education is is what i've come to call sort of the disney rom-com chick flick combine which <laughs> you've changed it John. well new. i don't know what to call it anymore but it's this whole thing that just gives you this fantasy of you know, the way that I put it is this trail of clothes leading to the bed and the curtains are blowing in the breeze coming off the beach and everybody had amazing orgasms the night before and nobody's breath smells and everybody knows how to do everything. That's just such bullshit. It is the, the biggest bullshit. But it gives you this idea of what it should be like instead of, what it actually is. So that expectation is enormous. And then your partner's expectation, because very often the expectation that your partner have and that you have are worlds apart of how this should happen. Because one of the biggest blocks to pleasure is a lack of communication. Yeah. The experience that you would like to have. Never mind the how Two, how to touch me, do it harder, do it faster, do it slower, do it whatever. But a simple communication about pleasure or about the expectation of what you would like the experience to be. And think about this. If you have an intention of what your sexual experience would like to express, If you think about that, that can give you an idea of the kind of sex that you would like to have. So what does that mean in real terms? Firstly, there's a difference between intention and goal. Okay, yeah. 
the goal, be- the goal becomes the limitation. So we have created one criterion for successful sexual experiences, which is orgasm. Mm-hmm. Now, orgasms are wonderful, and you can have so many different kinds of orgasms, and lots of people struggle to have orgasms. Between 40 and 60% of women struggle to have orgasms or don't have orgasms, and blah, 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 it goes on endlessly about orgasms. But orgasms become a trap in a way, because orgasms are not only about pleasure. Orgasms are not always about intimacy. Orgasms often create this pressure and performance and they take you out of being in the moment. So think about if your intention is to express love as part of your sexual experience, if your intention is to be intimate, if your intention is to play, if your intention is to have fun, if your intention is to explore then the kind of sex you're going to have is likely to be different. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes But we don't know how to do that beyond having sex and having an orgasm. Oh, I think we've lost tomorrow again. So beyond that, we don't know what to do. So we fall into the pattern And this is one of the biggest blocks to having sex. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay. So one of the biggest blocks to having pleasure is the pattern and the conditioning. The pattern is that you have sex in generally the same way all the time. Yeah, that's something I wanted to actually elaborate. That's something that I I have something to add from this morning. I was thinking about it. Yes. And I, as I was um, actually, so I had this amazing experience this morning with my amazing partner and I just felt these waves of amazing energy and amazing sexual energy. And I thought what a privilege it is to actually feel those things and be aware, be conscious of these pleasure waves and not running into, because I could feel in the background still after all these years and working with consciousness and, 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 you know, I'm in the beginning of my path. I'm really, you know, it's, it's, you can talk about consciousness and it takes a long time to say goodbye to patterns. But as I was feeling those amazing waves, I realized I really learned slowly, slowly to ride them. Need to learn to ride the waves of pleasure mm. and not let those, you know, crazy horses just literally, you know, spin you off, just throw you off that, you know, throw you off that wild horse. It's a skill. It's an expertise, but it's in our hands. We can do it. It's, it's an art we can learn. We don't need. We don't need a mediator. We really can learn this amazing art of riding that wave, riding those amazing horses. Absolutely. And that's incredible that you've had that and are kind of getting to understand that through experience because the experience changes things. Thinking about it is the beginning. Learning about it is the beginning. Practicing it is important. And then you have the experience. That's where everything starts to change. So, To have a different sexual experience, we actually have to approach sex totally differently. All right. Which takes us out of the pattern. So think about the pattern. That you're sitting in the lounge and you're watching TV and you touch and you kiss and you end up having sex in whatever way you do. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Or you're lying in bed and I touch your boobs and you lick me and I suck you and we have sex. Yeah. And it kind of follows the pattern and we do the same positions and we do the same thing. When you want to do something different, you actually have to talk about it and say, what are we going to do? Hmm. Okay. And then you create a menu for that. Or you write a script or you just have an idea and say, this is what we're going to do. And immediately that allows the experience to be different. Part of that, part of that comes in. I mean, I'm going to one of our favorite restaurants tonight. We're going to Che for supper. Yay. Yes. And you walk in there and you order something. So you order a steak and you say, this is how I want it cooked. And this is what I want with the steak and all sorts of really cool things that they have there. Um, but when you do that, you're going to have an experience that you would like that's going to express that. So we have this idea or, or the place we put sex is in this romantic place that it just kind of follows on and we know how to do what we do. And we do know how to do what we do. Whether it works or not is irrelevant. Whether it's fulfilling or not is totally secondary until we start actually making a choice, a conscious choice to say, this is the kind of sex I would like to have. I hear you. So you have to come. When you're not having a, when you're not having that, when you don't have this fulfilling sex, you really feel, um, like it's an, you, you really can't express it in words, but you feel like, oh, you know, it's almost a frustration. Like I wish there's something in your stomach that, that just keeps on rolling after, uh, you know, nice sex, but with amazing potential. You think, oh, you know, you really feel it. You feel that craving to learn more, to have more. Mm. And it means that you have to start from the beginning totally differently. Yeah. So you almost have to forget about what you think you know about sex and do it differently. So you have to change your patterning and then you have to change your expectation. That's kind of scary, Jonty. That's a little bit like, whoa, so what? We've been doing, we've been having sex for 10, 15 years, 20. Now you're saying changing everything. It's, 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 it can really, I don't know, it can take someone just back, you know, say, no, 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 I can't. This is what I know to do. It's, it's change is scary. That's another thing that sits in, in, in pleasure, you know, not having fulfilled and pleasurable life and sex life is that fear. Of what is it out there? What is, first of all, fear of, oh my God, what animal is going to come out of me? But also, what am I going to do? This is all I know. Yeah. So the fear is a big thing about, um, that gets in the way of, of women having pleasure. And everything that you said is exactly right. And there is a whole lot more because there's the fear of letting go. Because if you want to have an orgasm or you want to have really deep pleasure, you have to let go. Yeah. And what's going to happen when you let go? You're going to make all sorts of really weird noises. Your body is going to do all sorts of really weird things and maybe it's going to release all sorts of really weird and wonderful fluids and all sorts of other interesting things. You are going to make incredibly weird facial expressions. <laughs> you might scream and shout. You might cry. You might collapse into hysterical laughter. <laughs> but you have to let go. And 
that's really difficult for a lot of people because there's enormous judgment in that. <gasps> what's he going to think of me? Or what's she going to think of me if I actually do that? And if I scream something really hectic, then what are you going to say? So there's an enormous fear of letting go. But you have to be able to let go to have pleasure. Mm. So, so all of these kind of, we are a, in the Western world, we are an incredibly bunch of tight-assed people. Yeah. And, you know, there's an amazing guy called Chester Maynard. He's not alive anymore, but he was the world expert in anal massage. And one of Chester's amazing sayings is, open your ass and your heart will follow. So you have to let go of all the stuff we've been holding on to, all these ideas and inhibitions and expectations and all sorts of things. So what do you have? Chester Chester Maynard, M-A-Y-N-A-R-D. So why, what do you have to let go of? You have to let go of the beliefs that you have, the beliefs that you have about yourself, the beliefs that you have about pleasure. And then you have to think, where did these beliefs come from? They came from your family. They came from religion. They came from school. They came from so many different social institutions. And you have huh? to... And you have to let go of them. You have to be able to say and do things very differently. You have to create new beliefs because everything that we do comes out of a belief. So think about as a belief, how much pleasure do you deserve? How much pleasure will you allow yourself to have how good can it be and then there are beliefs like this is what good girls do and this is what good girls don't do i would like just to stop you there and just focus on the first sentence you said which is it's a great also lead it's a great way to start instead of focusing on fear and instead of starting with big changes in your life just Start in visualizing, asking the questions, focus on what can, what is possible. What is, you know, what would I like? What, what, what is possible? What is out there? And that is sometimes a easier way to, to discover things about yourself and to open up to so much more possibilities than to think, okay, so what's going to go wrong and what's, you know, what's going to be the difficulties and my husband's going to leave me or, you know, my parent, it's going to make me a bad Christian or it's going to, instead of thinking of the what's going to be wrong, think of what do you want and what can be amazing? What are the possibilities, as you always say? Mm. And yeah, working from that place really changes it. There's something that you said there that, I want to say something about, which is about being a good or a bad Christian, being a good or a bad Jew, being a good or a bad Muslim, or whatever it is from any religion. This is my take on it. And I use the word spirit or mystery because that's what it is, this this consciousness that underlies and joins everything in this universe. Wants you to have the most amazing pleasure that you can. 
And it's actually one of the purposes that you were designed for. So whether you evolved that way, whether you were created that way, whichever path you believe, all of these amazing nerves and pleasure centers are in your body for a reason. And you honor that reason with sacredness when you express the fullness of that. When all of those pleasure centers are joined and connected to your heart and to spirit. Mm. <laughs> and that's how you honor well, it. Yeah, we gave a silence. It was a 30 seconds. It was a, <laughs> a, a pause to, to really just let it sink because it's a huge dilemma. And that's one of the things. One of, when I, you know, you meet thousands of women. I meet, you know, also in the events, I meet women and, each and everyone, and even me when I speak to people that reflect some kind of, you know, uh, religious, even just uh, just a, a vague sense of religiousness, I find myself justifying, explaining, trying to trying to find a gap or a little hole in the shield that I can penetrate through and try to explain to them why it is wonderful for them just to listen, you know, just to go from... Yeah, but you know, you just said it in a beautiful way. You said, let's start from the, from the end. The creator has created you with so many wonderful senses and pleasures, you know, centers in your body. You should celebrate it. It's a part of your being. This is the end of the discussion, but then comes a thousand arrows in a shape of, of pointy questions saying, but so why, why it says, in, you know, why my, 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 why do you have to get married to have sex? And why do you have to be with one person for the rest of your life? And I've been told from my, you know, from my whole family that I shouldn't do with this and that. So it's just, if you're going to try go this route, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, that route is, it's, it's impossible to win. Yeah, you can't. So you have to, yeah, you have to start with a question. The question must awaken within you. Yeah. And, Start with the question, never mind the answers, and keep asking the questions. And the more that you're asking the questions, the more that you're going to engage with curiosity, which is one of the most vital aspects of healing, curiosity. Hmm. Because curiosity is about engagement, it's about exploration, and it's about being Present. So there are two ways. We have two states of being. The one is a protective and defensive mode. And the other is curiosity, openness, exploration. You can't be in both. You're in one or in the other. And what we're talking about here applies to everything in life. And this is where the transformational power of sex becomes huge. Because when you start changing things in your sexuality and in your relationship, you will start to change things in other aspects of your life. Because everything within us is linked. We are not in a vacuum. Our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our spirits are all one. And even on a purely physical level, if you are having painful sex, which for example, which for a lot of women is a huge block an impediment to pleasure. And, and we, we can refer them to the podcast. Yeah, we spoke about that two, two weeks ago with uh, Sue Fuller Good. Um, yeah. And 
the work that I do in my practice is, is so much about that. And now I totally lost where I was going with this. But if you're having painful <laughs> sex, it's not just about your pelvic floor muscles that are in pain because there's a whole emotional connection to that. And there's a whole energy connection to that. And there's a whole belief system associated with that. So everything has to be in the space of connection. So one of the biggest things in healing your sexuality is understanding that it connects to every part of your life and every aspect of yourself and all of those connect to your sexuality. So it's not this little box that we take out in very specific circumstances and contexts and then we put it away again afterwards. It's continuous that you are a sexual and a sensual being every moment of the day. And Sorry, I'm back. And again, we have put sex in this place that it's just about our genitals. Where it is not. It's about so much more than that. So one of the biggest impediments to women having sexual pleasure is actually the mainstream media and the way that they well, portray okay. sex. You mean, you mean uh, cortisol? Say that again? Sorry, I meant Cosmo and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's very much firstly about this goal of orgasms and multiple orgasms and G-spot orgasms. And all of the sex positions and how many times you should be having sex daily or weekly or monthly and the way that your body should look and everything around that. And the pressure and who are you having sex for because so much sexuality is taught to impress a man and keep a man and make a man happy instead of just being about you. So you need to let a whole lot of things go. You actually just need to drop an enormous amount of stuff. <sighs> and as soon as you do, a whole lot changes. But where does this come from inside of you? It comes from making a choice to love yourself more. And, you know, when women don't have these um, point of reference, or even men that are listening or one day are going to bump Bump onto the, into this podcast and go say, yeah, but I've never really experienced, I've experienced arousal, I've experienced orgasm, but those, those, those words are foreign. I, I, I would like to just, um, give a wonderful kind of metaphor that it's those amazing sensations when you feel fuzzy inside, all those wonderful feelings you feel when you're getting super excited or you're feeling extremely alive about anything in beautiful life, like being in nature or connecting to deep, in deep friendship, a wonderful family or a wonderful meal or an amazing journey you're embarking, all these fuzzy, amazing sensations that you've experienced in other aspects in your life can actually are very similar in, in the beginning or in, in a place of safetyness and a place of uh, exploration. Also in the sexual field, it doesn't mean you're going to feel things that are necessarily completely, completely different. Um, let's say in, it's, you're not going to change. It's going to be still you just having a 
tons of fun. Yeah, and this is also one of the biggest blocks to pleasure is that we take it so seriously. Yeah. Where is the fun? You know, I gave a talk last week, and as part of it, I said, if you really want to know how fun sex is, film yourself having sex. (laughs) Even if it's just your face, or even if it's just an audio recording. (laughs) And you have to be able to laugh at it, because some of it is just fucking absurd and ridiculous. No. So don't take it seriously. And the interesting thing then, the connection to life is that we take an enormous amount of life very, very seriously because life is a very serious business. (laughs) But it's about energy. And here's an interesting thing. So everything in our world is energy. Everything has a frequency. Every emotion has a frequency. Every organ in our body has a frequency, a range of optimal health. Anything above or below that is not healthy. Every color has a frequency. Every sound has a frequency. So think about this. When you are having pleasure in any way, not only sexual or sensual pleasure, but when you are dancing, when you are laughing, when you are happy, how do you feel? Yeah. So physically you feel lighter. You have greater patience. You have a greater sense of humor. You are more engaged. Life tends to flow more. Things become much easier. When you are feeling down, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling lonely, when you are feeling anxious, when you are feeling angry, how do you feel? There's a heaviness. Everything is a problem. There are obstacles all the way through your day. You can't find a parking place anywhere. You don't have money for parking. Your cell phone keeps dropping calls. And everybody (laughs) is just difficult around you. And it's all their fault, of course. Of course. And as soon as you actually become happier, a whole lot of stuff starts to flow. It's one of the keys to life to have higher states of pleasure. Here's an idea that I have been thinking about the past couple of days. And I've thought about it from time to time. And now it's actually coming more into into reality. And it's about the idea of manifesting. So everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are interested in in the idea of manifestation, the idea of, of creation. Not only of wealth and money, but of life, of really good relationships, of fulfilling jobs, all sorts of things like that. We manifest and create from the heart. We manifest and create through feelings rather than through thoughts. That's the first part of it. If we do this through feelings and we do this through the heart, if you got into a state of high pleasure and you put that energy together with some of the manifesting techniques you have Mm -hmm. incredible power to change things okay that that, that, wait 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 i've got to finish this yeah yeah 
Yeah. Does what I've said so far make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the idea that I have is actually to create something called a manifestation massage, which starts out with an idea and we create a technique of manifestation. And then we put all of this beautiful sexual energy in your body. And then you take that energy and you put it into your manifestation. Amazing. Imagine the power of that. That's what I wanted to say. That's that was very important. Sorry for interrupting. No. And I hear you loud and clear. It's uh, it sounds like an amazing way to lock it, not lock it, but embed it in your body, or just that's it. A way, yeah, a way of putting it in, literally absorbing it, because there's nothing more powerful once you're feeling it. Yeah, it's like in guided imagination or visualization, all these amazing technique of manifestation. But even just in the in you know. People, you know, manifesting their health, not necessarily materialistic. They really are, we are encouraged to really feel, see, taste, be in the moment, be in that place that we are imagining. And that's so of course how the creation happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not only about physical things or material things. As you say, it sure. is about health. It is about everything inside of us. And the higher the feeling we can bring to it, the more powerful the actual manifestation. So one of the most powerful ways and things that we feel is sexuality. That's why people are so scared. Yeah, because when you start this stuff and you start a sexual journey, it is going to change your life. It is. N yeah. This is for the brave. <laughs> There is no, or to the people that don't care. There is no question of that because it is going to change your life. John, do you know your your words are getting more potent with the years, and I must say that I can see the growth and your growth in your journey and your teachings. And I want to say it because you, the words have a lot of um, authentic. You really speak from the most genuine, authentic, and experienced um, journey that you've been going through and helping others. And one of the things we spoke of is fear. And the first thing happens when we have a block, let's say a woman or a man or a couple, whichever, you know, doesn't matter who you are, went for a journey and started. And then there's challenges and then they start criticizing themselves or saying, why did I go there? Why did I do it? This is one big gift that I just hear from your words Believe in exactly from your heart. If you're doing something, there are going to be challenges. Don't back up. Don't stop because there are challenges. It takes a long time to also heal something that has been going on for 20, 30 or 50 years. We are not a quick fix in the, in, in our, in our, in the healing that we go through. It's not a day or two and you're going to be the sexual liberated creature or this healthy, wonderful flow because there's things to go through and to let go. And it is real. It will go. Yeah. It will go. And there's a very interesting idea with this, that who says it was actually going to be easy or meant to be easy. Mm, that's and, cool. And that's just sometimes, you know, this perception that we have. And, mm. and once again, that's a belief because if we think it's going to be hard, then it is going to be hard. But the more that we can shift the perspective on that, and then there's a very interesting idea. There's actually, it was a TED talk, um, and I will find the link and I'll post it for resources this week. And it was about, okay. the it was about the fact that 
What has more power in life is fulfillment rather than happiness. I'm just writing it down. Cool. That, that finding a life of meaning is more powerful than happiness. And it's a really interesting kind of perceptual shift and challenge. And it doesn't mean don't be happy because, of course, be happy. But look at what that actually means for us and what are we giving up in that happiness. And meaning is much more of a soul expression than anything else. And in that is incredible power and it's a huge mind shift. Cool. I wrote it down and that's a whole different topic because that goes so deep into exploration, doing, not thinking of something too much. And also we are so much, we are putting on such a pedestal happiness. The only way to really appreciate happiness is if we go through the journey, if we dip into the sorrow, if we are we know only people that have done the most amazing changes was after a huge shift in their lives after deep sorrow, mm. a, a trauma or a, any kind of life more, um, let's call it difficult or challenging times. Yeah. So that's, you know, we just, and we're, that, we're putting this happiness. Yeah. And that's where we find meaning. I sat with a man in my practice yesterday who's been through an incredible life changing experience and has or is learning and is going to learn a whole lot more on the journey that we're starting to create an incredible new way of relating and having sex and having pleasure that's come out of enormous trauma. But the power of that is incredible in creating a new level of meaning in life. So it's kind of interesting because I was listening to a business talk a while ago that was very much um, – As part of the talk, the interviewer said, you know, you're actually talking about philosophy, not business. And this guy just smiled. He'd made an enormous amount of money on some diet products in America or health products. And he said, it's all the same thing. We've just been told that it's all different and all separate. And here is the one of the biggest blocks to healing which is separation. And as soon as we connect with and really own all of those things that we think stop us having pleasure, that's where we can change them. We're not separate from our pleasure. We're not separate from our orgasms. We're not separate from being loved, from being honored, from being intimate. The separation And I've said this before, that all healing is about connection. It's connecting with those parts of you that you have been separated and separated yourself from. So the single biggest obstacle to healing is you. Yes, circumstances and experiences in life have created stress, have created pain, have created trauma. There is no doubt of that. Beyond that, you are in your own way more times than not. So take a really deep breath and put your hand on your heart and get out of your own way and allow yourself to have the most amazing pleasure. And I would like to help you in whatever way I can. 
And I don't know if this is going to help you, but if it does in any way, then that's fantastic. Formicophilia <laughs> is a fetish for having insects crawling on your body and your genitals, mostly ants. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. Not for me. No, either. no, no. No, no. But going back to the to just the blockages, that's one more blockage, Jonty. What you said in the end was extremely powerful for me and uh, also that you are help, happy to help in any way. And I'm hoping that every person that is listening around the world can contact even just go to eroslife.co.za or go to all your articles, amazing Instagram, your Facebook and read and, and connect. There's so much also groundwork that you can do. There's so much healing that people can already experience just from reading your, you know, your, your, your words, your articles, your amazing lectures on YouTubes. And why I'm saying it is because the other block is to not find to really to 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 try and find a reliable source mm. when you decide to go on a journey. That's a that's a big thing. Um, so we have some really cool things coming up because guess what we did last Saturday night, and I thought about you lots because it's you something that you're pool. such. We did. Oh yay! And the water was 37 degrees. We were in the water for two hours, and it was fantastic. Mm. So to celebrate spring. We are on the 28th of August doing the first water flow massage after winter. So details of that are on eroslife.co.za. And you know what we haven't done for a while to celebrate spring that we need to do? A naked show. There we go. Yay! <laughs> so we need to plan and organize that. York one. is looking at me. York is looking at me. He <laughs> wants to also come and be naked. Well, he would just be so welcome. He's looking at me now again saying, what? <laughs> yeah, well, he, he didn't know half of what he was getting into with you. <laughs> so we are going to do that. Um, so the de cool. details of the water flow massage are on Eros Life. And this week I am starting a six-week course for couples on creating intimacy in your relationship. What does that mean? How do you do that? What are the blocks to it? How do you get over that? And giving you the tools to create that for yourself. Tamar, I can't wait to see you. See you soon, baby. And please give York a big hug and a kiss for me. And I Thank wish you. you all so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.